0: Welcome to Trinity Radio. You found the channel that loves atheists. I'm Braxton Hunter, and today I have a special guest. He's been on the show uh, before, but it's been probably several months or even a year since he was, my pastor, Brett Nicholson. Yeah, Brett, it, yeah. are you glad to
1: be here? Yeah, I'm, I'm super glad to be here because I, 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 I it had been so long, it was kind of at that, you know, I was starting to wonder stage. Like, I don't know what I said the last time, but things must have gone well, so, <laughs> well. so I'm glad to be reaffirmed.
0: Well, listen. I want to tell you if you if you don't have if you don't go to church anywhere right now, um, check out One Life Network. If you just go to YouTube and and search One Life Network. And Br- or Brett and One Life, you'll find it. And uh, one of the top ten preachers that I've ever heard, and I mean that. And so I want you to check him out. We've done other episodes, as we said, with different issues. Uh, but today I've brought you on Brett because uh, there was a documentary. There is a documentary that has been kind of uh, getting a lot of attention. We have we've sung Hillsong in the church in the past, haven't we? Oh yeah.
1: probably a whole lot more than you realize
0: (laughs) big time so the hillsong the hillsong Mm. movement for those that don't know and i'm sure unless you've been living under a rock hillsong is a church or a uh, network of churches and uh that kind of have a similar mission but hillsong also has recording Mm. artists and also has all kinds of other stuff and there's a documentary about it That is out on what, Hulu, Netflix? Yes, it's on Hulu Hulu. Hulu right now, yeah. And it's four episodes long, and Brett had done a video on that. I just watched the documentary series this, this week and this weekend, so I thought, hey, I'll have my pastor on since he just did a video about it. He's probably got some stuff to say. So, Brett,
1: what do you have to say? <laughs> yeah. oh, okay. Well, it all started when, uh, when I yeah, I did the one video. I've got a couple others coming out, but they're like ten minutes sound bites on just some basic guidances. I guess the first thing I'd say is one of the reasons I have an interest in this is because we, in my own life, in our church, One Life Network, we were very, very, very highly impacted by Hillsong. I mean, I uh, we. We were inspired originally to do worship the way they did worship. We used to watch their, our, our church started as a worship team. I was on that worship team and we used to watch their videos. This is back in the day. This is when they were kind of on the rise. They were what we wanted to be. musically, uh, just their feel, just their look, their sense of anointing, their power. And that's how most people know them. I mean, they weren't only huge uh, just in the Christian world. They were, they were huge across the world, period. Uh, just amazing you're saying, levels. You're yeah. saying
0: were. Uh, yeah. Would you say that that impacts Yeah, I I think that's
1: leveled out or not because this isn't the only documentary it's ever been made of. One of my staff joked that uh, they got another documentary out about them. I guess they're doing one of those a year or something because they've had another one. um, So I I think they've – I think they said at the end of this documentary that they went from – Gosh, I, th- I think it was 13 sites or something like that in the United States, and they're down to like five or something like that. Oh, wow. they- they've they've taken a hit now that it's really affected okay. them. Plus Brian Houston, their senior pastor, who had been their founding pastor. Uh, is no longer with them, and so they're going through the throes of all that. So there was a heyday, probably back in 2010, when we started our church. When they had a movie out, it was Hillsong United, and they had uh, that was attended across the world. and And uh, New York was opening. They opened up in Kiev. They opened up in Paris. They opened up in London. Uh, they, uh, the New York church, I mean, and they were doing phenomenal uh, all around the world. Yeah, for those so that have not quite on that level anymore. Yeah,
0: it's primarily focused on two characters. There are others, but I think if you wanted to get the General flow of the story. Brian Houston, who is uh what was the Their main senior guy. pastor
1: and, and, and essentially founding pastor in yeah.
0: Australia. Right. And uh and then you had Carl Lentz, who is who baptized Justin Bieber, and who's kind of like was the pastor to the celebrities and, and stuff. Yeah, they're in New, and York, he City, was in no. New York. And yep. had oh my gosh, this the stage set up right. for New York they kept showing. <laughs> I looked for pictures, I couldn't find the one that was in the dock where it's like this this rectangular stage in the center of an arena. And I will say that looks like a playground for a preacher.
1: Yeah, it, it really does, and 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 that's probably a picture of their con- their conferences. They they had several sites, but their conferences were done on that level. I got to go. I went to the New York Church uh, within a couple years of it opening. So it was we there we, uh, you know, I think he was, but I didn't know he was Lentz I, I I didn't know what was going on. I, I never really followed them much, uh, the the preaching or the senior pastor or any of that sort of stuff. It was just all about the music because because I will argue and I'm. musician and i will argue their music is truly genuinely great stuff in terms of melodically and all that i think they've been criticized lyrically and i'm sure there are things out there but i've always been very encouraged by their lyrics and been very impressed by a lot of their lyrics and again this is we started following them a lot in the mid 90s they started rising and going through the early 2000s recently i don't know as much about what they've done or been uh but that was why everybody was into them. That's why we were into them. But that's why this is so personal and and hurtful to me, (laughs) because it's like watching this was just terrible. It was just a terrible experience. Uh, And, you know, it it really kind of there has to be other people besides me because they were so popular that had to be hurt by this and disillusioned by it. Like, oh, man, again, really? Can I believe anybody that does any any real good Uh, in the Christian world? It's kind of hard. Right.
0: Especially in big organizations like that. Oh, yeah. We were talking just before we started about how there was an organization that the Duggars of Northwest Arkansas, um, they were a part of a a group that was an organization that had gone, had, it seems like had gotten scandalous at some point.
1: Yeah, they, and, and I just, I've watched one episode of that, and I don't, and I was never really into that too much. I think my kids watched it a lot, and it was very, very, very popular, though, but it started, I guess one of the things I want to say, I'm starting, I've done this long enough, and I've watched enough people tank. And some would say, well, you know, Hillsong was very charismatic and they were into the prosperity message and all that. And they had their flaws without a doubt. But I've seen movements fall across the spectrum. You know, conservative, charismatic, all that. I'm starting to think there's a tipping point somewhere on success levels that just aren't healthy. I mm. I, I think that exists. I, I don't know what it is. I don't know how to name it. Makes sense. But I I that's just a working theory because yeah. Hillsong was, they were doing things on a worldwide scale that no one else was doing, but I think that was part of the seed of the destruction. I just wonder, can any person handle that? If you're a senior pastor, they have 150,000 attenders on an average weekend. They had like 30 sites throughout the world, not just in the United States, just and hitting literally hitting the tops of the charts musically, not just in <laughs> yeah. the Christian world, just Spotify. they They were number one oftentimes. So I just wonder... Are we even meant to carry that much as one movement or one organization without it being inevitably corrupted? Right? You know,
0: it's- we need to talk about what exactly is supposed to be the scandal for people that don't know. But before we do that, um, another thing that comes to my mind is, hey, we're Christians here. And so we don't we, we like believe Christian stuff and might say Christian stuff. And not only are there the natural uh limitations. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. Things that happen when you get that big or when you're the pastor over a group of people that right. big or whatever that that can lead to you being tired, fatigued, weak, and an opportune yeah. uh, person to, to make some big mistakes. But we also could say there's uh, spiritual warfare. And when a group gets as big as that, I'm sure that the spiritual warfare gets pretty thick because... You know the enemy wouldn't be happy about this.
1: Oh yeah, without a doubt. And, and sometimes I think on the scale because I've watched this in in the video that I shot so far. I said, you know, I have, and I'm not comparing myself. I'm just saying I've had the same experience in principle mm-hmm. that I got to be the pastor of a mega church. Okay, that grew to mega church levels and all that sort of stuff. And I know what that's like. First of all, it's fun. I mean, I can say that when you're growing and you're growing by high percentages and everybody's excited, it's it's a really really cool thing and. But what happens to you is, you, you, there's this strange blend of you. You never know quite where your motives are because you want to keep it going. You you, you start becoming obsessed with because it is a lot more fun than uh, just. You know not growing, and uh you know and, th- and the vast majority of churches in the United States aren't growing, they're either plateaued or even shrinking, and so you hit something that's growing it's it's very, very difficult not to be very into that and want to keep that sure. going and that kind of stuff yeah. and so that's why I wonder at some point, is it inevitably a corruption mm. to your own soul? I, I don't know, and I, I'm sure people have pulled it off. I just don't know. seems like any. there's
0: some <laughs> some examples here we could use as evidence maybe for that. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so so for those that don't know, the scandalous side of this is has to do with, and maybe you can mention if I leave anything out, but leadership at Hillsong, uh, it ultimately came out covering up for some Scandals that took place, sex offenses, and right. things like that that happened within the organization. Also, Carl uh, Lentz and perhaps others, but I know Carl Lentz is mentioned in the documentary as having had affairs. And uh, and, and of course, this yeah, is of one of the apparently. things that is very, you know, he's on the cover, Carl Lentz, and yet uh, he seems really broken by all of this, and I'm sure you would be uh, yeah. humble. When people watch that and with our awareness that, okay, I when I come into a documentary, I don't know exactly what the documentarian wants me to take away from this. They probably have But a there is something, yes. Yeah, right. There's no That's non-biased very yeah. documentarian here. And so um it it seems that they want me to take away that Carl Lentz did do these things, but the leadership put him in positions where it would not be surprising if this happened to a man, that he would right. become weak, that he would become uh, uh, overworked, over uh, ministering far, you know, beyond his capacity. And then ultimately he he messes up. Okay, now right. we don't have to leave that messes up. He committed a horrible sin in the eyes of yep. God, but he definitely messed up. And yeah. so here this guy has messed up and the and the picture that it gives us is yeah he screwed up here but not but but the real Darth Vaders behind this thing are Brian Houston and the rest of the people
1: that are with him yeah. uh, at Hillsong yeah, so, you, you can tell that, early on in the. I think it's in the first episode. You can tell that's where they're going, mm-hmm. and again, I, I don't, I can't dispute that they're that's where they need to go. You know, because you know, speed of the leader, speed of the team, kind of stuff. But you can tell that's what they're wanting to do, and mm-hmm. kind of set him up as sort of this underling that got tripped up, which he may have been. I, I do think they threw him at the deep end of the pool a lot earlier, and I've seen again what, what I was going to say a while ago, and I kind of lost my train of thought. If I'm being honest, is that what I experienced was a small scale kind of mega church thing you know but this is the largest scale mega church that I can think of uh, and what I saw on a small scale was a little bit of the same kinds of things that they saw on a large scale and the fact that they don't have more problems is is kind of surprising because they had 30 sites and 150 thousand people I had three sites and a couple thousand people and we had, falls we had struggles we had people who couldn't handle it we had people who tripped up really 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 bad people that started great and just couldn't handle whether it was the, the strain the stress or whatever you want to call it the relational dynamics we had those kind of scandals and i also know of other smaller scale churches that you've never heard of that were still successful same exact thing that, that go that you don't hear about because they're not big enough to hear about mm-hmm. but they're. I guess the difference is not—it's uh, not one of—it's um, it, a difference not of kind, but of just degree. I guess uh, is. Yeah, I, I you, want to be cautious in saying that, but there is a real there. Yeah. You you got a taste
0: of, and and you said this in your video about this, which we'll link. There's going to be three of those videos. We'll link those in right. the description of this video, but. Um, but but you you mentioned that there like hey I may not have been at a church as big as Hillsong New York but I do know that I've been when the room's packed and it's more packed than it was last week and this is exciting you know yeah. so you got a taste of that in principle
1: uh, even yeah big not, time you know. and and and, I, and I've watched we had some major leaders we had a major elder uh, fall we had uh, worship leaders fall uh, and and that if we had been on a, a larger scale that would have made the news, so to speak. So, uh, and again, this is not to excuse it. It's just it creates a a little bit more understanding around it that it doesn't shock me out of the water. Now, the big question is always going to be, Brian Houston, was he a charlatan from the very beginning and all this kind of stuff? I'm still on the side that I don't think he was. I think a lot of these fallen movements, whether it's Mars Hill or some others, start off doing well. But just that corrupting influence over time, and and Carl Lentz especially, he was in New York, baptizing Justin Bieber, and there were there were other pro sports figures that he was involved with. He went on Oprah. I mean, how many of us our egos could truly handle that? I, I right. I'm a little skeptical right. that I could. I, I I'm pretty sure that that's why God is great. I never have and never will probably. Yeah, he so probably won't so, do that. For yeah, me, it, and so. But how much could it handle? And that's what he had, especially at that age. Uh, yeah, it's not an excuse. It's just a kind of a wondering, what does that do to a person's soul, quite frankly, in their mind right. and their heart and how do, so, so I don't that's why I don't just kind of throw the blanket over them oh, all, they're all corrupt. It was just a, this horrible thing because most of these movements start in obscurity. You, and, know, you know, it's too simplistic of an answer. With some, let's take Brian Houston,
0: who, like I say, is right. the Darth Vader in this story, or whatever. Or maybe he's the Emperor and Lentz is the Darth <laughs> Vader. <laughs> yeah, who yeah, reaches he reaches redemption, he, he, but exactly. It, but yeah. Is, but anyway, the, the bottom line is, uh, let's say that Brian Houston is everything that they that they describe, and I, and I, for all I, it seems like that's true. You know, right. if he's everything they describe, that still doesn't mean that he didn't start out with good intentions, as you say. And it's just too simplistic to say, oh, with people like this, it's always just about money or it's just about sex or it's just about, well, it, it's not that it can't come to be about those things, but that doesn't mean that it's what it was about in the beginning or that's all what it's about. It's people are complex. And when it comes to ministry, people in ministry and dealing with so many different personalities and, you know, um, I never I never thought a, I never thought a woman was flirting with me, for example. I never thought a woman was flirting with me because when I grew up, I've always had the sweet spot of being a, you know, a little bit bald and a little bit doughy. And so, yeah, I, and so as a result of that, there's always been a little see, this is what Carl Carlins didn't have that he needed. Is there was a little bit of insecurity all the time, just enough to keep me, you know and uh, and and so I never, and but my wife has been with me in hundreds of churches. and as we were watching that, she said, I I have been there when women have been flirting with you and you didn't even realize it. And I I said, yeah, I didn't realize it. Yeah, You know? And, and so, um, but, but I don't know. I don't know the point I was going to make with that. (laughs) (laughs) I've, but I felt it was going to a great it was place, whatever great that place, place was, it was well, going to land. It them. is true though, that, that when you're in, when you're a high, uh, when you're, that's what it was, when you're dealing with all these different personalities and all these kind of things you get, it drains you. It, it's a little, it just chips away at you to where you don't really have much left to give. And we know studies have been done that people make worse decisions when they've had to make a thousand little decisions. Yeah. And that can leave you in a spot, and I, what I thought was one of the most powerful points of your video that I want to get highlighted here. There was a moment when someone in the documentary—well, why don't you tell about it? The guy that 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 said what? Yeah, the th-
1: there was said. a reporter that was going, and when they first arrived in New York, they were enough. They made enough of a splash to where reporters from like Vanity Fair were going in there. That's that's who produced the documentary ultimately. But one reporter went in there and he said something along the lines of. Uh, I was watching Carl Lance up there on the stage and was looking around and thinking, and he said, I got a positive feel. I was like, this is a really great thing. But I thought, if, if all of this takes that level of what he's doing, he can't last
0: or or something along those lines. He he was
1: looking at this guy. Yeah, this guy's doing seven services uh, in a weekend. He's up there. He's pouring it out. There's all this energy and all this stuff going on. If that's just dependent on him, he's not going to make it, basically. Yeah. He, like, yeah. prescribed, th- there's going to be a fall here at some point.
0: Yeah, I love it because, first of all, you may not know this, but that's what, that's what. if you went to a preacher's conference, not like an apologetics conference, but like a conference where a bunch of preachers get up and preach to each other, this would be something that would almost certainly be said, is that if you wear yourself out this way, this can happen, and, and if you have to be putting out, and you don't take time to rest. And yet this man, for all we know, is an unbeliever, uh, working yep. for Vanity Fair, and he says this very thing, and uses terms that Christians often use. Like he's I think what he said uh, is is he can't do all that and not break. Uh, a man yeah, can't that, do all that. That and was not break. his word, Yeah. And and that and that's what happened, and that's what we've always said could happen with this.
1: Yeah, and, and that's what's so unfortunate because you you don't you can get into a place where your success becomes almost an enemy because having been again to a small degree in that place, there becomes a pressure to, I got to keep this up. I, I don't want to lose it. I mean, that'd be terrible. Uh, and I did experience that too. So, and it was terrible. <laughs> so, but, but, you you put pressure on yourself and you keep pushing yourself it was it kind of a it was kind of a telling thing where carl Lentz talks about how he called brian houston and said hey you know, i'm doing this seven services on a weekend and then i don't know i'm not in a good place and brian houston said well i used to do 11 when i was your age yeah <laughs> uh, okay so th- so that's what he was dealing with which and then he says he
0: says uh, well, I thought to myself, because Brian was basically saying, man up, man. You know, get, this exactly. Is, this oh, is a yeah. job. Yeah. And I could do it, so you could do it. And Carl Lentz has been told he's the boy wonder, and he's been producing as though he's the boy wonder. And he thinks to himself, he says, I thought to myself, well, you know, if he did 11 at my age, and I know he's doing like 10
1: now, yeah. well, then I should be able to do seven. You know, but that's. So, this feeling that something's wrong with me yeah. is wrong. I, and, and so, I'm just being a wimp or whatever else. Yeah. Which is really scary. And kind of, but I get it. So, but that, yeah. I, I get it too. Have you ever done
0: seven services in a weekend?
1: Seven? Yeah. No, the most I ever did was four. Yeah. And I can say, I i wasn't a fan i mean there, there there comes this weird point and they said that carl lance was and they showed shots of him preaching and all that there was one lady who cynically said i think he could cry at will i think he could cry out <laughs> a die you know and i and i thought that's the, that's one of those pressures you know sometimes you get up and you the first time you deliver the sermon you hit this pocket and you are emotional and you even shed tears well if you got three or four more coming when you get to that point do you shed a tear i ain't got nothing left yeah yeah, 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 yeah and and then you get to this point. Well, if I don't, you know, am I cheating people? Am I am I faking this? Well, I do care about it just as much as I did. You get into all these mind games and stuff. Yeah. And I remember at the end of four, you are emotionally drained. I also noticed that. I would remember less about my own sermon the more I did of them. By the time I reached the fourth one, I would forget whole points. I mean, you would think it would be just You're automatic. Like, the first I are like, I don't even know where I am right now. So seven or 11 in a weekend, I, no, I'm no, i too way too much of a system. The most I've now. ever
0: done was about three years ago. I preached at a uh, church in Sarasota that's very much like One Life, and we had five services that weekend. Oh, my. And, uh, and at the end of that, I'd felt like I needed to just go to bed for three days. I mean, it was crazy and to think that there are pastors who have gotten themselves where they can do that, but to but seven, come on seven, and not just seven. seven. A very energetic seven. If we're talking about Carl Lentz, oh, big time! A very yeah. athletic yeah. seven. In oh,
1: the, <laughs> <laughs> the whole environment, the music yeah. and everything, and that's what people come to expect. And you got to remember, you know, you know, we say sleep and rest is almost ninety percent all your brain. It's not your body; it's your brain. It's 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 processing things, and you literally can have experience of. If you've ever felt drained where you can't you can barely make a decision about what sort of sandwich to order mm-hmm. after a certain point. That's Somebody why they say, it. you know, late at night you'll you know, even though you want to lose weight, you'll eat, you know, a, a dozen Oreos at a at a Jeez. at a sitting. You this know, is one of those moments
0: where the I feel like the preacher was thinking of me when he said that. <laughs>
1: Oh, they get a meat because I've done it because cause they say you know you know when you first wake up in the morning you're all ready to go and you wouldn't even eat any Oreos Don't but you know late at night when you're right before you're just kind of kicking back and you're watching some show that's why because your brain literally has worn out and uh, so after seven sermons and and in between all sermons you always get questions and conversations and crisis usually almost it's always crisis people come to you oh you know uh, my mother's in the hospital with cancer or my cousin just got thrown in jail and you're trying to process people through deep things that has a wearing effect on you it really really does
0: well one last thing unless there's other things you want to talk about with this Uh, one one last thing i wanted to talk about was um how, how we as christians maybe should should think about this as a cultural artifact. I mean, we're, people are going to bring this up uh, perhaps around us who are not Christians or who are Christians, but but uh, maybe have bad opinions about this, uh, we would say. And so one of the things I've noticed is that the, the, you know a documentary like this throws in a lot of things uh, that aren't necessarily directly related to what we as Christians would see as problematic. We would agree with unbelievers that it that what brian houston did if he covered up for people was wrong we would exactly, agree yeah. that uh that what carl lintz did uh when he cheated on his wife was wrong we we would agree with all of that stuff yeah. if there was manipulation that was wrong we, we agree about all of that but then the documentary will throw in things like uh creationism or uh sexual purity things that christians who are very sensible you know christians who are not morally don't have any moral failings at all that you know on that level uh we're all sinners but don't have any big moral failings well they might hold different views on this and so it it kind of shoehorns a very uh secular message through this thing and i just wanted to get your thoughts yeah
1: it is it is interesting you have to remember and that is good coaching that as a christian person I'd, first of all, I would say, I love the saying that I got from a business book years ago, face the brutal facts but never lose hope. You know, in, in any situation in life, always face the brutal facts. So the brutal facts of the matter are this documentary tagged Hillsong off base in a number of ways. I mean, I don't think that's nigh. They offer the evidence, all that. But like you said, there there are things that are presented as wrong that are standard evangelical Orthodox Christianity for 2,000 years stuff mainly around sexual immorality we all know that you know we we have standards for our ministries and worship teams and all that kind of stuff certain you know sexual activity outside of marriage if you're engaged to that you're living with you know living with your girlfriend or whatever you can't be on our platform all those things now, if you do if you if you say that stuff in front of a a of the world in general on a documentary and you put ominous music behind it you look like you know you're the uh the biggest jerk ever but so they get some of that and that's what you got to remember it's these right. are this is the world view of the people that are um are disapproving throughout the whole thing so they're they're throwing all that stuff in so there is some of that and that's just kind of a thing you got to be you got to be a little bit more sympathetic because I heard an author say recently. You always have to remember that the the Christian sexual ethic has been unpopular for two thousand years. It's never been a popular. It's never been accepted. Pretty much, the world has always hated it, and they're never going to stop uh, uh, stop hating it. That's just it. And so, just kind of, you have to take the good with the bad as far as that goes. So, <clears throat>
0: all right. Anything you want to say to sum all this up?
1: Sum all of it up. Um, yeah, I, I would say face the brutal facts, but never lose hope. And when you go through things like this, I hate this because I've seen a number of my favorite ministries tank, but I've also seen a number of them thrive and do well. But take it as a as a cautionary tale. That I do. I, I just think there's a tipping point somewhere, and maybe it's all in all of us as individuals mm. that be vigilant. If you think you're standing firm, be careful that you do not fall. And be vigilant about, you know, what you're handling and if you're getting outpacing yourself, no matter what you're doing, whether it's a church or a business in your Christian life, you know, watch that because these kinds of things prove continually that none of us are immune to falling at some point.
0: Well, that connects with everyone, but we know that there are pastors, and perhaps there are pastors at large churches or multi-site churches that watch this show, and if that's you, I hope you'll take that advice to heart, and uh, I also hope that you will check out One Life Network on YouTube and watch their sermons if you don't do anything else, and they have great videos. They're higher quality um, than what we do here, But, but... They also have the sermons. And so, if you're not into just another YouTuber, go to the sermons. I think you should watch all of it, and I think your life will be greatly enriched. And if you know someone who you think would be receptive to a church where you, uh, what, what do we say, you can bring your brain to church well, then uh, send them the links to a One Life service that you think is good because I believe it will bless them. Brett, thanks for being on the show with us today. Thank you, Braxton, yeah. for all that, those kind words. Very cool. for but the rest you. of you, we'll see you next time on Trinity Radio.